Welcome to the Dream Girl Energy Podcast. My name's Jemima and I'm here to inspire you to become the highest version of yourself in the most kind and loving way. We talk manifestation, personal growth, lifestyle and fun little reflections on life and we get excited about what we can create for ourselves. Now get ready to embody your Dream Girl Energy. Hi girlies, welcome back to the Dream Girl Energy Podcast. My name is Jemima and I am so excited for this episode. I have been wanting to record it for weeks now. I've had it planned, I've had it ready, I was just kind of waiting for the right time. And it's currently New Year's Eve and I thought, what better time to record a whole manifestation crash course episode than for the start of 2024. So that's what we're doing. And this kind of came about, this idea, when I was talking to my dad. And the thing is, I have been kind of drip feeding my dad with bits about manifestation every so often over the past two years. And he was really open to it. But of course, we don't want to do everything at once because that can be very overwhelming, especially if it kind of, mm, what's the word, contrasts your worldview. That's not the right word, but you get what I mean. And so today I am going to be talking about manifestation and doing a little crash course, but it's basically manifestation crash course for dads, <laughs> you know, it goes into explaining what it's all about, the reason that it works, ways you can look at it, which I find really helpful when I'm explaining it to people. We talk about how, whether you could look at it from a spiritual perspective, but you could also look at it from two other perspectives. Um, so you can still use it even if you're not spiritual and we of course go through so many other things we talk about what manifestation is why it works the things you can do to help manifest something into your life we go through a lot of examples we talk about the subconscious mind and then hopefully I want to have a few other parts to this episode so well not this episode but this series we're going to have separate episodes and we're going to talk about tools that you can use to help you manifest and we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs so why not just get into it so we'll start with what is manifestation manifestation is this idea of attracting what you want into your life attracting your desires into your life so this could be a lifestyle this could be an item this can be a house for example this could be a goal of some sort, you know, reaching how, however many followers, perhaps, anything. It could be a, a look, it could be a relationship, anything. And it's this idea of attracting that into your life. Now, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more. It will kind of make more sense as we go through the process of why it works. But yeah, it will become more clear. So when we talk about manifestation, one of the first things that pretty much always comes up that people talk, talk about is the law of attraction. And the law of attraction is one of the universal laws that basically says like attracts like. So you're probably asking, what, what does that even mean? Okay, that doesn't help me at all. So let's start with everything has a frequency everything has energy and everything is vibrating. So right now I have a lip balm tube in front of me and this lip balm tube is vibrating at a certain frequency. Now, obviously you can't see that, but if we go back to physics class in high school or secondary school, if you're British, we know that 
objects are made up of particles, right? And we know that they're made up of atoms. And we know that gases are vibrating very fast, right? We know that liquids are vibrating slightly less fast, but they're still vibrating, right? They have an energy. Because they have energy, they're vibrating. Gases have a really high energy, so they're vibrating faster, right? And more. And solids, we learned, the particles aren't still, are they? They're still vibrating, but they're vibrating in a fixed position. So they still have energy. This, this concept is basically based on that. Everything is vibrating and everything is vibrating at a certain frequency and everything has energy. So when we talk about law of attraction, what we're talking about is like frequencies are attracted to like frequencies. So on the most basic level, if you think about, say, you want to manifest a tube of lip balm, <laughs> then by getting yourself and your frequency into the energy of a lip balm, you can manifest it. Okay, that's really not a great example. Um, that was just for the sake of explaining the concept. Um, let's try a different example. Say you want to manifest straight A's, straight A grades then you would have to get yourself into the frequency of the person who has straight A grades. Because if you're in the frequency of someone who has um, straight A's, then the straight A's, which also this concept has an energy and has a frequency, will be attracted to you. And when you're raising yourself to the frequency of the thing you want, that means you're aligned with the thing you want, right? Because you're both at the same energy, therefore you're aligned. And so if we want to sum up this whole concept, thinking positive things will attract positive things. Thinking ne negative things will attract negative things is kind of the idea. There is a lot more nuance to that. Because if you think about, say, a car crash, it doesn't mean you're going to walk out the door and have a car crash immediately like that's <laughs> there's a lot more nuance to it but it's basically what the energy that you have is what is attracted to you so what does that even mean what is the frequency of what you want and is getting into the frequency of what you want the same as thinking about what you want no is the quick answer because a lot of people think about being a millionaire all the time. A lot of people want to be a millionaire. A lot of people think about and daydream about being a millionaire. But not everyone's a millionaire. So obviously just thinking about it doesn't make it happen in our lives, right? This is, again, the reason why if you just randomly think about a car crash, you're randomly thinking about something bad happening, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. He here is actually something that I've already talked about just briefly, but you may not have picked up on. It's the energy of already having. So, when I was talking about those grades, didn't I say raise your energy to the person who has straight A grades? So that doesn't mean you already have them, like, right in front of you, but raise your energy to be the same as the type of person who has straight A grades. This distinction is important because you're either the energy of the person who doesn't have straight A grades, the person who wants straight A grades, or the person who has straight A grades. And what a lot of people get wrong is they're thinking about the straight A grades, but they're very much in this idea of wanting. They're in the energy of wanting. And what does the energy of wanting imply? That we don't have it. So then are we really on the energy of our desire? No, we're on the energy of not having our desire. 
right? And so it's such a tiny distinction, but it makes such a huge, huge difference. So when you get into the energy of already having and start believing that you already have it, then it can be attracted into your life. Let's go through an, another example with uh, one of my favorite examples. Let's say you want some Taylor Swift concert tickets. If you already have them, what are you feeling? Excitement? Gratitude? Probably a lot of excitement. And what are you absolutely not feeling? The need to get tickets, right? Once you have tickets, you're not worrying about getting the tickets because you already have them. You're not feeling the need to get tickets. You're not saying, oh, I really want tickets. Why, why would you do that? <laughs> you already have them. So the key is in the energy of already having. So then the next question is, how on earth do we get into the energy of already having? There are a couple of things that can tie into this. We're going to start with talking about belief systems. Now, you have a certain set of beliefs that you believe, whether consciously or subconsciously. They are, I mean, your beliefs are by definition subconscious, right? Because for them to be a belief, you have to really have instilled them deep within you and therefore they're subconscious, right? They're something that dictate how you operate and what thoughts come up. Um, therefore, they're in your subconscious. If they were conscious, a belief would be something like, you say to yourself, I'm a millionaire. But you don't immediately believe you're a millionaire if when you say that consciously, right? So that your beliefs are subconscious ideas. And so what I meant by whether subconscious or un uh, unconscious or conscious is whether you're aware of whatever beliefs you have. Realizing the part that your subconscious mind plays in your beliefs is really important. What actually happens is the subconscious mind controls 95% or is 95% of your brain activity in the day and only 5% is the conscious mind. So imagine the power when we harness what the subconscious mind believes because that's 95% of our brain activity every day. That controls most of our thoughts, whether we notice those thoughts or not rather than the conscious mind, right? Because repeating something consciously once doesn't mean you believe it. Like I said, me saying I'm a millionaire doesn't make me believe I'm a millionaire. Me saying I'm excellent at bull sports does not mean I am excellent at bull sports. So why are these beliefs important? Well, your beliefs affect what thoughts you have, right? So if I... Let's say I believe I'm a really good student and that it's really easy for me to have top grades. Okay, that's my belief. That's my subconscious belief. Then we need to think about what thoughts may be coming from that belief. So those thoughts could be when you're handed a new assignment, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be easy, easy to do. You're not likely to procrastinate it, right? And your belief is that you're a good student. You're probably more likely to be studying and doing homework every day. Right? Because your beliefs affect your thoughts and also affect your actions, what kind of actions you do. Actions is something we're going to be talking about in a little bit as well. Then also beliefs affect thoughts, they affect actions and they also affect your emotions, right? And thoughts affect your emotions. And But belief is the root cause of all of those things. So now let's talk about what emotions you could have when if you believe that you're a good student, if you believe that getting good grades is really easy, when you're handed an assignment, 
you're going to feel, you're not going to feel overwhelmed around this. You're not going to feel like you want to procrastinate it. You're not going to feel like avoiding it. You're not going to feel sad. You're not going to feel bad thinking like, oh, I'm not able to do that assignment because you believe it's going to be easy for you. And so when we start to see the power that just tiny little belief holds over literally our entire life, our entire mental workings, you can start to see that belief work is really what you want to start focusing on to change your actions, change your habits, change your thoughts. Therefore, by changing your thoughts, you change your emotions. And what does that mean? It means you change your energy, you change your frequency, you're operating at a different frequency. Also, if we simplify that down, if I believe that I'm the type of person who has good grades and we just focus on that belief, and if that belief is subconscious, right, that's 95% of our mental workings. That energy, that belief, is going to be the main energy that is expressed. Right? So whatever conscious thoughts you might be having, whether positive or negative, the belief is going to be the main thing that's, that is expressed. And this is why we talk about where I just said, if you think about being a millionaire, it's probably not just going to drop into your lap and you're not suddenly going to turn into a millionaire because your belief isn't that you're a millionaire. <laughs> However, when you change your belief around what is possible for you and what you are and what you can be, the main frequency that is being put out is that of you being a millionaire, right? If you believe that you are a millionaire subconsciously. The main frequency that comes out is the fact that you're a millionaire. Therefore, the frequency that will be attracted to you is <laughs> millionaireness. <laughs> Again, there is a, a little bit more nuance to this, but that is the concept. So this also is the reason why I... It, you don't always have to be thinking positive thoughts, right? There's this misconception a lot where you have to be only thinking positive thoughts, otherwise your manifestations absolutely won't come. But that's not true, because it really comes down to your beliefs. If you believe something's possible for you, and then maybe you have one bad thought, one negative emotion, whatever, that doesn't matter, because your main constant belief, 95%, is that some, that thing you want is possible for you. It's all about the main frequency that you're putting out, right? The idea that something is possible for you and that you already have it, because that's your subconscious belief, that is the main energy you're putting out. Now, of course, your beliefs can be changed. And if you're having a lot of those negative thoughts, if you're having a lot of input that doesn't align with that belief, eventually, slowly, it's going to morph into what you're taking in, what you're reinforcing, right? So like if I had the belief that I was a perfect A student and then I keep on reinforcing and telling myself that I always get bad grades, da, 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 that belief that I was an A student will change. It's a one that says I have bad grades and then my energy and my frequency that I'm putting out changes, right? But also that means beliefs can be changed for the better, right? They can be changed into ones that benefit us, the subconscious mind is operating at a frequency of possibility of something that is possible for you, that what you want is inevitable for you, of operating at the idea that you already have it, like it was already yours the minute you intended it, and every, every one of your manifestations is going to come flooding in a lot faster 
So really the whole idea of belief comes down to this well-known phrase that whether you believe you can do it or believe you can't, you're right. That whole quote literally sums up the entire concept of belief systems. So that was a little summary introduction on belief systems. Now we're going to talk about action because let's go back to the millionaire example because that's just a fun example to use. <laughs> so let's say you are putting out the energy that you're a millionaire. Now, I <laughs> I believe there probably are circumstances where it is just handed to you like that. However, most of the time, <laughs> you need to do some 3D action, right? Because we live in a 3D world. If you don't do the action steps to help you bring your manifestations into your reality, it's going to, oh man, it's going to take forever. <laughs> and it might not even happen because you're not really creating a path for it to come to you, right? So most of the time, if you think and believe you're going to get $10, it's probably not going to just appear out of the sky from the roof. Most likely not. <laughs> now, I say most likely not because I personally believe it probably could, but if you really believe it wholeheartedly. <laughs> but we're going to talk about action because this is applicable in every single thing you're trying to manifest, right? We're in a 3D world. We need to take 3D action. The way that uh, Michaela J, who ha also has a podcast, she has the Mindset, Magic and Manifestation podcast. The way she explained it really resonates with me. And it's like, what you want already exists for you on a spiritual level, on an energetic level, right? You already have the belief that it is yours. It already exists. It already is yours. However, we, that's on an energetic plane. We need to get it into the 3D world. Therefore, we have to do 3D action to bring it in. So I highly suggest going and checking out that podcast if you do. But that um, whole idea and quote ex explanation comes from Michaela J. And I, it really makes sense to me. And I had a thought last night that really helps explain this concept. So I was out shopping the other day and I wanted to get some boots. By the way, I did get said boots. <laughs> um, so I was looking around in shops and this idea of wanting boots, right? That's your manifestation. That's the something that you want to call into your life. So for me, obviously this is an easy belief to have, right? I know I'm going to have the boots. It's not hard to believe I'm going to get boots. <laughs> right? there's, not, there's not really much belief work to break down and make myself believe that I have boots and I can get boots, right? I can just walk into any store and get it. So belief out of the way, we've got the belief down, right? But then I was just going into clothing stores, walking around randomly. I'm probably not going to find boots in that clothing store. So I'm not really taking action on getting my manifestation and therefore I'm not getting it, right? I didn't find any boots. Yes, there's the possibility a random clothing store has a shoe section, right? We see that a lot and you could find boots there. So that also ties into this idea that yes, it could happen, but it's a lot rarer and it's a lot more difficult to get the exact type of boot you want. If you're not in a shoe store, if you're not looking at lots of different shoe stores, you're just going into random clothing stores and hoping they have boots, hoping they have the exact size, hoping they have the exact style, whatever, right? It's a lot harder to get. It could still happen, but it's a lot less likely. Whereas if I take the action, the inspired action of going to the shoe stores and actually looking for boots, 
then it can come into my reality. And funnily enough, the boots that I got were the first ones I tried on in a shoe store. In the first shoe store I went in, they were the first ones I tried on and they had the exact ones I wanted provided for me. The universe provided as soon as I took that action. They were right there. They were waiting for me. I just had to take the action in order for them to come in. I am really quite happy with that example. I thought of that lying in bed last night, so I hope that made sense to you. Now, taking action, does that mean we just do everything, like every single thing? Does that mean hustle our way to our manifestations? No, because why would we even bother bringing manifestation into it then, first of all? Because the other option is hustle anyways. <laughs> like, it's hustle or manifestation with hustle. Doesn't sound very appealing. No, it's not hustle. He is taking inspired action. Keyword is inspired action. And we hear this being talked about all the time. So, what is inspired action? I'm going to use an example to help explain this. But it's basically the action that feels right for you in order to you to get to your manifestation so let's use the example let's say you want to start working out more for whatever reason get fitter get healthier more stamina whatever is the goal right that would be your manifestation that goal of like a certain type of body or more stamina or like hitting a certain record so an example of just doing action in general not inspired action just action could be you seeing that a bunch of people are getting up to go to the gym for like three hours at 5 a.m. You know, hustle, hustle, hustle. And this kind of makes you feel, uh, I really, no, that, that just does not feel very aligned for me. But you go do it anyways. That's just action. That's not inspired action. But say you feel more aligned with working out in the evenings at home. So therefore, your inspired action would be to create a workout plan at home at the time that makes you feel the best instead of copying how it works for someone else. You do what works for you on your path. Now, the key here is, getting up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym for three hours doesn't mean it's always wrong, right? That's just, that could be the inspired action for the other person. The person who is doing that, that could be their inspired action. And for them, staying at home and doing a workout just makes them feel terrible. Why would they do that? So <laughs> it's different for every single person, and that's why knowing what's right for you and figuring out what's right for you is so much more important than comparing other people's journeys. That's why we can copy someone's journey down to the T, but it doesn't mean we're going to have the same result because it's not aligned for us. Another important aspect here, which fitness does very nicely, is that inspired action doesn't mean it's going to be fun and easy all the time. It doesn't mean you're going to want to take that inspired action all the time. Right, all of us want to sit on the sofa most of the time and watch a TV show. <laughs> You're not going to want to take your inspired action all the time, but it will feel like the right way for you to have done it afterwards. The fact is, you'll likely have to do things you don't feel like doing in the moment, but it will feel good and it will feel aligned in the long run. Again, another way Catherine Zinkina, who has the podcast Manifestation Babe, puts it is that your aligned action will be something that will feel good to have done. Doesn't mean it will feel good to start doing in the moment, but it will feel good to have done. So let's bring up the grades. I don't know why I'm bringing up the example of grades so much here. Ah, yeah, no, but this is why I can talk about my specific um, story around this, right? So when I was studying for my exams a little while ago, I saw that everyone was going to the library and studying for like nine hours a day. 
just doing whatever they said they were studying. I, I wasn't going with them, I just saw. And I started panicking at what I was doing and I was thinking, I'm not studying enough, oh my gosh. And I started panicking that I would get terrible grades in the final exams. But the thing is, I was doing four past papers a day, right? And I, I know myself, I, I knew that I had done the studying throughout the two years. I knew that I was prepared and I also knew that I physically could not do more than four past papers a day. I did not have the energy for it. I was making stupid mistakes and I just, I wasn't available for it anymore. That was as much as my energy would allow me to do. And if I did more than that, I would be so burnt out that I wouldn't be able to study at all for the next two weeks if I overdid it. And so in that case, my inspired action was to do what felt right for me. And so the right amount of studying for me also knowing that I had spread it out across the two years and their inspired action was to go to the library and study for that long and if that's what works for them it's great. Same way in study methods, right? My, my method that worked for me was doing past papers and making visual aids, colour-coded everything because I'm a visual learner. That's what works for me. But say, uh, what's the word? Auditory learner? I'm pretty sure it's, a, wait let me look up the word. It seems to be that auditory learner is the word. Anyways, an auditory learner will not work so well with the color-coded flashcards and aids that I was making because that's that's not what works for them. That's not wor That doesn't work for the way that they learn. And so if they started making flashcards, that would just be random hustle action. It's not their inspired action. Their inspired action could be maybe making a voice memo of the information that they need to learn and listening to it all day. For me, that would go over the top of my head, would not work. And that would, so that wouldn't be inspired action for me, but it would be inspired action for them. So you see that your action could be another person's inspired action and your inspired action could be really bad for someone else, right? It goes vice versa and it really depends on the person and the journey, right? Just blind hustle, blind action can work, but it can make you miserable. And a lot of people find success through hustle, but there is an easier way, which is using these principles of manifestation. Okay, so there is another aspect to action, which is the idea of acting as if. This is another phrase that you hear a lot in the manifestation community. So what is acting as if? Well, whew, I've been talking for so long. <laughs> okay, acting as if is a way to get yourself into the frequency of your desires so that you can attract them, right? So this goes back to the explanation I was giving earlier about, about being in the frequency of already having or being in the frequency of wanting. So acting as if helps you get into the frequency of already having. And the full phrase is acting as if you already have it. So. If you already had your goal, what type of person would you be? What beliefs would you have? What actions would you be taking every single day? What would you look like? How would you communicate? Stuff like that. How would you act if you already had that goal? Because if you're acting like the person you would be when you have that goal, you're immediately in the frequency of already having that goal. So let's talk about fitness. If you're wanting to get fitter, the person who is fit, what kind of things would they do? Well, they'd probably be eating a lot of vegetables, maybe, or drinking a lot of water, maybe 
walking more places instead of driving, maybe cycling, whatever, you know, I'm just throwing out random ideas, but that would be acting as if you're already fit. <laughs> and that, and then is your inspired action. You see, so it all ties together and you can immediately see also the logical reasoning behind this, how that would lead you towards your manifestation. Oh, I have another fun little example for you. I know you're so excited. Don't worry. It's not millionaire. It's not studying anymore. It's not fitness. Let's say you want to manifest a dog. You really want a dog. So you've got the belief work down. You know you can have a dog. You know it's a possibility for you. Again, this is somewhat of a easier belief to take in because you can kind of see an actionable step to get you there, right? It becomes a little bit harder to believe the beliefs when you don't really see how you're going to get there. But we're going to talk about that in another episode. So you want a dog. Let's talk about acting as if. What would you do if you already had that dog? So you'd be going on walks, right? You'd be feeding the dog every day. You'd have a dog bowl on the floor. You would have time every day to go on walks. You'd have a routine around that. You'd have a go-to vet, stuff like this. So to manifest that dog, what is the action you'll be taking? Well, you're going to want to carve out space in your day where you will go for a walk, whether you have the dog or not, so that there is space for when the dog comes in, you've already got time to go for a walk. Do you know what I mean? You're creating space for dog walks to happen in your life. So you're creating space twice a day, depending on what kind of dog you're, <laughs> you're wanting, to go, on, to go on a walk, to go on an appropriately length or lengthed walk for your dog. You're also going to maybe buy some dog food, buy some dog bowls, get ready as if the dog was coming to you that day, <laughs> right? Because then you're acting as if it really is, like it's solidly coming, it is confirmed, it is right then and there ready for you. You could literally buy a dog bed, you could start looking at dog clothes because everyone loves to dress up their dog, that's funny. And this solidifies you in the energy of already having. And we already know when we ha are in the energy of already having, you're at the frequency of your manifestation and it flows in. It helps the manifestation be provided to you. It helps the universe create a path to give it to you. And I just want to finish this episode off with talking about the different perspectives you can view manifestation. This is how I explain it to people who maybe don't have any spiritual beliefs, aren't religious, stuff like that. Now, in this episode, I haven't really talked about the spiritual side of manifestation. I've really talked about the processes and the concepts and the mechanism by which it happens. But I believe you can look at manifestation and this idea from a spiritual perspective. You can also look at it from a physics perspective, from a quantum physics perspective. And there's a lot more to go into that. <laughs> I'm actually reading a book about it right now. Um, if you want to look more into that, it's called The Many Worlds Theory. Um, and you can also look at it from a goal-setting perspective, like the quote, whether you believe you can do it or believe you can't, you're right. So those are three perspectives you can look at it. And so you can, even if you're not spiritual, you can look at it from any one of those goal-setting or quantum physics perspectives. Uh, if you're a scientist, you can look at it from the quantum physics perspective, or you can just look at it from goal-setting, right? It You can incorporate it into your life no matter what you believe. So... 
<laughs> you know, even in explaining this, I realize there's so much more left to say. So I will talk about that in the next episode or in the next part of this series. We'll talk about the how, how your manifestations come into fruition and how that's not your job. We're going to be talking about tools that you can use to help you manifest. We can talk about removing and reframing limiting beliefs. So those will come in the next few parts, but I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I hope that it inspired you to start learning more about manifestation and incorporating it into your life because truly when I learned about this concept, my whole life trajectory shifted and I even just without that shift it just made me happier it just made me so much happier living by these concepts and so I'm really happy that I get to explain it to you guys so I will see you all in the next episode bye bye